Previously on The Forge. Sylvie fires a crossbow bolt at Red, nails him in the knee, and his kneecap is, like, busted. It also nicked an artery, and he's bleeding out profusely. They were just looking for a real, for real immortality. And they, you, just stopped that. Humility, you reach out and you touch the orb and remove the channeling capabilities so that you can deactivate it. And as soon as you do, the wall disappears. And a hallway that looks like it was chiseled away from the original structure of the Grand Cathedral reveals itself. A half-orc with a great axe steps around the door, like the, the entry and sees all three of you. You guys leave the library with this book tucked into your bag and you head back to Humility's place. The Order Eternal did not begin as a religious sect. It began as a educational institution. When the Grand Cathedral was first built, beneath the tower was an educational auditorium. So following the map, you continue on where the shore should have been and you do end up finding this cave opening that is kind of used more as a, it's like also a sewer. And that's where the map indicates the chute comes out of. The light of the sun reflects off the water in a way that now lights the area a little bit more. And you see at the base of the chute, this raven is back. It's been waiting here for you. And it says, all right, let's see what you can do. So the three of you are in this small little, um, not really a little cave, but it's a cave underneath the city um, that you can only get to through the means of a boat on Dragon's Maw Lake. Drake Maw Lake? Drake Maw Lake, yes. Thank you. And you just fought off a whole bunch of wisps and it's sunset. The raven is waiting by this like chute that leads up. Um, where you can see a pile of bones and stuff. And she has just said that uh, she's ready to go when you guys are. I vote we go inside. Agreed. Yep, ready to go. All right, sweet. Um, The raven just flies right up the chute, no problems. And as the three of you approach the chute, you see that through the constant friction and erosion of, like, bodies continually sliding through down this... uh, this little tunnel, that it's it's a pretty smooth surface in there. Um, the walls are still like grippable, but your footing you're gonna have a hard time keeping your footing while climbing up this like slide. So you'll have to roll an athletics or an acrobatics check to get up there, or if anybody has a rope, acrobatics check for me. <laughs> yep. If somebody would like to just say they have a rope, that's okay. I have a rope. <laughs> I would like to acrobatics up there anyway, please. Okay. I'm glad and, Sylvie uh, has a rope, as I have neither athletics or acrobatics. Same. Nice. <laughs> um, Sylvie, what do you plan on doing with that rope? Oh, you know, the old tie and toss. I'll give it, give it to Humility. Humility's already <laughs> yeah, going to climb up. That's true. Okay, so, um, yeah, I'll give it to Humility and see if she can find a place for to hook it up or something so we can climb our way up there. I rolled a seven acrobatics to climb up there. Oh, shit. Um, it's going to take you a little bit if you don't put in a little bit more effort, um, but you you do slowly start making your way up, but you're losing your footing and slide. Like, every two steps you make, you slide back one step. Slippery. Okay. It is. 
Go, you can Just, do it. Um, I take the rope. Also, I can't forget that rope. Please don't okay, forget cool. the rope. So about halfway up, you are getting a bit tired because this is a long shoot and it's it changes um, an angle frequently as well. But you can you can tell you're going a good distance. But yeah, about halfway there, you start to get worn out at the speed that you're going. So you're going to have to roll an endurance check now. Cool. Here I go. An eight. Okay. Nope, you're good. You keep on climbing, and um, after a little while longer, you finally enter this, like, bricked area. It's all made of, um, like, stone bricks. And you're able to climb a little bit easier because you're able to, like, hold on to those. And... You're now getting up there a lot faster until finally you enter a room. And there's nothing you can really tie this rope to unless you want to tie it to this doorknob on the door that leaves the room. But otherwise, there's nothing else in this room. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll tie it to the doorknob then. Okay. (laughs) As you approach the door, um, you feel this overwhelming amount of energy coming off of the door. Okay. Like like aether energy or Yep, yep, etheric energy. It's, Yikes. It's another one of those like really potent energies that kind of electrifies the air. Um similar to how you guys like the experience that you guys had encountering in uh, a consumed back in Aether okay. World with your other characters. Can I roll an Etheria check? Sure. Not gonna go super well, but here we are. <laughs> I rolled a what did I roll? A five. It's something that's been placed there on purpose, and the reason why it's electrifying the air is because it's a really powerful enchantment, but you have no idea what enchantment that is. Okay. You want to tie that rope to that doorknob? Yeah. Alright, you tie it to the doorknob, and Sylvie magically has this very long length of rope, and you throw it down, and after... You know, the, the other two of them have been waiting for, like, 30 minutes, probably. Um, the rope finally slowly slides back down. And Sylvie and Brom, you guys have access to the rope. What's your... What is your uh, might? Uh, it's huh? a plus zero. Same. So five. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's minus two. You, it's going to take you guys, like, probably 30 minutes to get up there as well. You know what? I just realized I realized I could have been a dick and I could have just transformed into a bird and flew up there. You should have done that. You should still do that. <laughs> I'll just do that. Do that and then help me hold the rope because I'm afraid this doorknob is not going to be strong enough. All right. I'll do that. All right. So you fly up and you see the same room. Um, it is lit by a single torch. The torch, the, the wall sconce is not strong enough to hold that rope but it is it is lit so you guys can see around in this little room and the two of you are just gonna hold on to the rope while Brom climbs up mm-hmm. okay do you want to roll an endurance check to do that sure yeah oh, them oh not not wrong yeah. them yeah. yeah sounds good i got a five i rolled a one <laughs> a one <laughs> so Brom, you start climbing up and both Humility and Sylvie are trying to hold this rope as you're climbing up this chute, and Humility just falls flat on her feet, uh. on her butt. She lands on her butt and is just laying there now. 
Um, but the doorknob plus Sylvie's five endurance check managed to hold the rope while you climb your climb up for 30 minutes. Um, when you get up there, you see the same room. And at this point, the raven has actually arrived in here as well and is just waiting for you three. So you guys climbed on the outskirts of the city all the way to like the center of the city up the hill where the church stands and then you climbed through portions of the church as well that have been bricked off so it's it was a climb indeed so you three are now here outside Mm -hmm. this enchanted door is there there's no other like hallways or offshoots from this room are there nope only the room can we like take a minute everybody sure take a minute to what i'd like some a little hps um you didn't rest hp from the wisps oh oh that's right i forgot about the wisps and i erased all my hp and stuff that i lost hold up (laughs) so probably i think my hp was okay they took my ether if that's not cool that's fine we can just move on i'm into that no i mean i um i'm at i'm at half health so i should probably do that you should cast a form (laughs) to heal i don't I don't have any of those, but our cleric might. That, that's who I was yeah. talking to. I'm going to oh. need some AP soon, too. We fought wisps. You took so, so So cast your form at the beginning of the rest, and then we rest. Okay, I'm into that. I'm just going to use Ray because Meteor, I think, would be a little loud. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so I'm going to cast a Ray for humility real quick. That life meteor just like (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna spend an additional AP to add another dice. You're not gonna resist my ray, are you? Oh I'm resist no. Okay, perfect. Fourteen HP for you. Sweet. Thank you. Yep. Um I took wild sense. So um am I sensing any natural creatures within ten meters? Obscured or not? Yes, you sense another natural creature. Bum, bum, bum. It's not the I raven, assume- right? No, the, na- the the raven is unnatural. That's what I figured. I was just making sure. Does it say just natural creatures or does it say beasts? It says natural creatures. All right. I'm going to roll my endurance check for my risk. You got five? Yeah. Um, how, many ri- how much risk did you have? Uh, just the one. Just the one? Oh, yeah, you're fine. You don't take any damage or anything. You're good to go. Then I'm going to heal myself this time with Ray. Does that work? I think that works. Yeah, you can shoot yourself with Ray. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> just aim at your own face. Yes, right. please do that. <laughs> you just like with life. prepare this kami kamiya with a Ray, and then you just like turn it up on your face. Like, <laughs> yeah, like dude, it's just... it's like an anime when you get hit with it and your hair goes flying and exactly blinding light. Like a, you come like out a... of it, your your eyebrows are gone. And yeah. <laughs> And then you're just Imagine, given like, like a, a fire s- hose, <laughs> and you're just given this a solid a- thumbs up. <laughs> That's sweet. I healed five HP. Are you guys gonna take a rest as well? Yes, please. Perfect. How long? Yeah, at least an hour. You guys wait for an hour. You regain your HP and AP and everything. And the Raven looks so impatient. She's just tapping her foot. She's ready for you guys to go. So after an hour, you guys have now healed and everything. Like I said, the raven's been impatient. You guys ready to just open this enchanted door? Or what are we doing? I'm ready. 
I'm not going to be the one to open it, but I'm ready. Open it. Open it. I'm just like chanting behind Brom, like, open it. Open it. The raven is bobbing her head with you, like, <laughs> as impatient as you are to open this freaking door. All right, I'll open it. All right, you open the door, and the moment you do, this rush of wind buffets you guys all in this room. Um, <laughs> you don't take any damage. Would you like to roll a stealth check, or do you actually yelp, or what do you do? Oh, I definitely yelp. Okay, so you <laughs> yelp. Do you want to try to yelp quietly with a stealth no. check, or no? Okay, the crap so out you of yelp, yeah. and the raven says, finally, and then disappears. Uh, oh. She lured us here as a trap. We're all gonna die. The room on the other end is lit, and you guys can tell that the magic... Like the aether that had enchanted the door, and the whole room is just gone. The moment you broke the seal of the door, that magic energy disappeared. Do I see anything inside the room? Uh, The door is only cracked open with you guys just breaking that seal, but you could go ahead and peek in, yeah? I'm gonna. Alright, so inside you see this, um, this room that's in the shape of an octagon, and it's all really well lit. There's this giant chandelier in the center of the of this like auditorium basically for once something is well lit that's one time <laughs> lit i usually try to make sure our boss battles are pretty well lit <laughs> thanks um, if not by real lights then by the blue light they created um but yeah so there's this giant chandelier that's lit with a whole bunch of torches and candles um and you see these like not bleachers but they're like auditorium seating um, all surrounding this the um, top of the bleachers which is like where you guys are standing where the door is is two meters above the main floor level and on the main floor level um, there's this table covered in tools and a notebook and there's a body a mummified corpse laying on that table um and 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 uh Elbow deep in that mummified corpse is Mathis, just cutting away at this body, trying to learn as much as he can from it. Um, and no, he did not hear your yelp, so he's just still cutting away at this body, digging out organs and all that kind of stuff. Um, you see that the body's, like, the top of the skull has been removed to reveal the brain, and the brain is in this, like, bowl next to the table as well. Oh, dude, gross. Yeah, Thanks, wow. I hate it. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me. <laughs> and then the last thing you see is all the way across the auditorium on the other side of the bleachers, um, up another set of stairs, is this, like, bedding with a pillow and a nice blanket like he's been sleeping here. Oh, dude. What a weirdo. Um, and like I said, he did not hear your yelp, so he has no idea you guys are here. He said we're two meters up from where he is. Uh, you're two meters off the main floor. You are... Oh, sorry. I have to look at my map. Bonus round. <laughs> okay, you're four meters away from him. My vote is that you cast Meteor and just shred him. <laughs> New question. If... Richard has a form and I have an aspect. Can I apply my aspect to Richard's form? What's your aspect? Death. Death. I think he has death though too, doesn't he? I don't. All I have is life. 
Ooh, okay, I was like, because I was thinking about it when you said meteor, and I was like, death would be good right now. Because I have, like, I can cast forms, I just don't know that one. I'm writing down a note. Yeah, I've been wanting to kind of fool with, like, group attacks, or like, like, uh... Like combo attacks? Yeah, combo attacks. You guys are trying to make this an anime. And yeah, this... (laughs) (laughs) This started out creepy, but now it's just getting into a horror anime with combo attacks. (laughs) I'm gonna chuck Richard across the room, and then, no. (laughs) You're gonna spit him in a circle, and he's gonna... (laughs) And he's gonna, like, launch face first at him, and just, like, (laughs) ray his face with death. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, you'd probably be the one to be swung around because please don't, please don't throw me. Um, all right, so I've made a note on it. I would like to design rules for it because I like the idea of creating like these group attacks, like you guys were saying. That'd be really, really cool. But before we do it right now, we need to discuss how to make those mechanics work. No. Yep. Sorry, but I do, I do like that idea a lot. Um, we just have to spend more time discussing it than we have time to play. Yes. So, how about this should probably be the last episode of this arc. We talk about it and add it in, in the rules episode. Sounds yeah, like a plan. Yeah. All right. So Richard Brom was talking about or considering casting Meteor. Yep. And I'm gonna. You don't have to roll an attack for that, do you? Um, no. Fucking Meteor. So it's the range is 10 meters. The rank D6 meters is how wide the meteor is cast. Three meters wide, which is good because then it misses us. (laughs) Yes. And eight rounds is the duration. Okay. Wow. Heck. So you cast meteor and from the ceiling above the chandelier, these meteors just come crashing down on top of Mathis. Um, the the chandelier begins to take some damage as well, and you can see that some of the flames are being put out. Um, everything's still really well lit, though. Um, but the chandelier's not looking too too great with this meteor being cast. Um, go ahead and roll your damage for the, ma- for the Mathis. For Mathis. Yeah, roll the 21. Mathis. You know, that one. 21 damage. 21 for damage, yes. Oh, dog. Holy shit. Give me one second. Caster spends 3 AP, 2d6 plus reason. Dangers. All right, so 21 damage. Straight to Mathis. Um, so these meteors come crashing down on him, and it also just destroys the table and the body that he was examining. You see um, his notebook go flying across the room. The body's blown to bits. Um, organs are all over the place now, so thank you for that. <laughs> um, and then... When you like catch a glimpse of the notebook and it's written in two different colors of ink one is like regular black and one's like a really weird dark like crimson brown almost um and then that's the end of your turn and mathis looks up and sees the four of you and despite just being attacked by you he sees this you you see him like make this hurt expression and then he says well, I guess you found out then. That wasn't his voice at all. Try again. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> Try again, she said. Channel Garfield the Deals Warlock and you will have his ooh. voice. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. the neighbor guy. You can't do the ooh no. thing. That's that the also sounds- I wasn't going to do ooh. <laughs> ooh. That also sounds like that bird from Adventure Time that <laughs> then like 
what's he do? He sells weird knickknacks or something. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. The duck. All right. Well, I guess you found out then. Is that better? Yeah, that was better. Yeah. Great. <laughs> then I just have to say, ooh, every time before I start. Because that's that's Garfield. He just goes, ooh, first. Reminds me of the Those spices, though. Um, and then you, you see him reach down from the ground and pick up this really ornate, beautiful uh, stone spear made of this like white stone, and he prepares to defend himself. Go ahead and roll initiative. As we're doing this, um, I would just like to, as Brom, like let everybody know. This is going to last a minute, and it's going to hurt real bad if you get hit by it, so be real careful not to do that. Do we reroll right. sixes for initiative? Yeah, because it's a skill. Yeah. Oh, no. That's an awful question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> yeah. Can we back out now? No. Oh my god. Without that map, do you guys feel like my description of the dungeon was okay? Yeah, I didn't even look at the map, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I kind of forgot that there was a map. <laughs> Alright, cool. Cool. How many rounds does this last, Richard? Meteor? Eight. Eight rounds, and it's been one. No, well. No, it's been one. It, 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 it was your surprise round. Yeah. Uh-huh. It has been one round. The surprise round was the one. And now you have seven rounds left. Believe me, this will probably not last seven rounds. <laughs> or maybe it will. Um. Great. So the first enemy goes first, and from the ceiling straight through the meteor you see the raven plummet and it dives straight for the remains of the body oh shit and all that's left is from this meteor that you've cast is like the top bit um with its 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 arms are kind of intact but like the organs that mathis was slowly cutting out um, are kind of dragging around the floor now that it's starting to animate and you see that it's got this empty skull as Uh these mummified remains like start to rise up and then it like carries itself on its hands and it looks at Mathis and it says finally I can end the desecration once and for all you you Cardinal Mathis are responsible for so many desecrated corpses you are responsible for disturbing the peace of so many souls. And for that, you will pay. And the half-corpse scurries over to Mathis using its two movement speed, because it's halved. Because it's half a body. (laughs) (laughs) Ripped him in half like Deadpool. And it slams into Mathis. Which hits. Oh, hold on, that was reds. Yes, it hits. And Mathis then takes Ooh, eight damage. Okay. Um, it's now Mathis's turn. Mathis is going to look at his stat block really quick. He pulls out his book. <laughs> he just like flips through like, nah, how much intelligence do I have? <laughs> do I have this form? Okay. So then the aspect would be Etheria. Yep. Mathis casts ethereal phase on himself this is going to last it's going to last longer than your meteor it's like 10 
or 11 rounds or something. So for the next 10 or 11 rounds, let me see. I rolled an 8 plus his... Yep, 11 rounds. He is going to phase through your ethereal attacks, which means he'll be immune to them, unless he casts phase on himself for a different aspect. And then he just walks out of your meteor. Like, not walks, he rushes out of the meteor over to um, you guys, and he ends his turn there, which was kind of stupid, but that's what he did. Mm -hmm. Um, First ally. Can I go first? I'm going to drop the meteor then, and then attempt to sap life on him. Roll your attack. Um, five. Hell no. Nope, didn't think so. Um, I'm gonna step back a little bit. Alright, cool. <laughs> He's, he is like a meteor. Uh, a meteor. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a meter away from you guys from where he was standing. So yeah, you're now two meters away from him? Yeah. Perfect. Did you just like go along the bleachers or did you step back into the room? Um, no, I'll just stay along the, the bleachers on top. Cool, cool. So, um, he had walked up the stairway, so now all, like, they're bleachers, so you guys could run down these if you wanted to, but they're not as properly formed to do that. Right. Cool. Who's gonna go next? Um, I will. Uh, how far away is he? Or close to us, I guess? He, there's a meter between you and him right now. Oh, wow. So By the way, Maddie. Huh? Oh, no, never mind. Never mind. I was gonna say you're still a bird, but you guys took an hour long so that ended. Yeah, I'm not a bird. I could and be a bird if I wanted to, but I don't want to be. Fuck, I don't know. I guess I'll just cast Ray and infuse it with ice. Okay, sounds good. Roll your attack. Uh, five. Nope. Damn it. Alright, Brittany, you're next. Unless you're moving, silly. I'll step back a little bit, like two All right. meters. Alright, sounds good. Back into the room or along the bleachers as well? Wherever he's not. <laughs> okay, so uh, you guys exited that room. Mm-hmm. And um, along either side is just bleachers now. Okay. And he's coming up the stairs that are directly in front of the room. Okay, I'll black up into the bleachers. Humility, you're next. So you know that ice crystal I have? Is it a theorem crystal with ice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't remember where you got it, but yes. It I got it in... Uh, thing, it? Or no, yeah, Ariel's refrigeration yeah, unit. That's, that's right. Yes, you have that. Yeah, I want to chuck it at Mathis's head. Okay. Do you have a throne skill? Uh-huh. Sure do. Nice. All right, you'll be targeting his reflex with that. Thirteen. <laughs> you hit. You hit mm. his reflex, definitely. <laughs> okay. So um, as I throw it, I like activate it as it leaves my hand, so that it, when it hits him in the face, it will activate and hopefully freeze him. He needs to roll a survival check equal to thirteen, which he fails because he doesn't have survival. As it hits him in the face, I say, "Eat this asshole!" And um, I yeah. <laughs> eat this. Roll 1d6 minus 2 for the damage. 5. 1d6 minus 2? Uh, yeah, I rolled a 6. Oh, uh, okay. Nice, gotcha. Um, so he takes 5 more damage. He is frozen, and now I have to look up what that means. The frozen status effect is going to last your rank, your attack rank, d6 rounds. You guys will have advantage against all attacks made against him. Fire damage immediately releases him of being frozen. Otherwise, an athletics check equal to the attack made would have to free him, or each successful melee attack takes away one one round of the frozen effect. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright, cool. Then he's frozen. Yay. Sweet. And he's um, frozen for 12 rounds. Fuck. Sweet. Okay, 12 rounds. 
Um, Matt is going to go first. Nothing happens because he's frozen. You just see his little <laughs> eyes looking around in the same expression that he was in before. They're just like looking back and forth between all of you. Um, his mouth was open, so he is eating this ice. Yes, eat um, it, asshole. And then the half corpse is going to scurry up, but it can only move two meters, so it gets to the base of the stairs and then can't go any further. And that's the end of the two enemy turns. Who's next? I would like to... Um, he's four meters away. Now, Mathis should only be one meter away from us. Um, I would like to jump down and... Uh, what do you mean jump down? Do. You mean like run down the bleachers? Oh, yeah. I guess that's fair. I guess I don't have to jump off the bleachers. Um, so I'm going to run down the bleachers and um, I'd like to stab him like in the abdomen so you're running down the stairs that he is currently standing on to stab him in the abdomen from the front you're just you're just attacking him from the front yeah okay cool sorry i pictured you like moving around the bleachers to go and attack him from the butt but <laughs> no <laughs> okay cool cool so you just run at him and you're attacking him in the abdomen yeah sounds good with what with my dagger okay roll your attack you have advantage uh nine Nine to hit? Yep. Uh, is this fortitude or reflect- reflex? I don't know. Let me check. I think it's a light. It's a like dueling weapon, so I think it's going to be reflex. It is a dueling weapon, yes. Cool. You hit. And I do four damage. All right. And he's down to 11 rounds left. If anything, I would like to like twist the dagger in his abdomen. He's, you know? he's ice. Yeah, you're like, you like, it's kind of like it was bludgeoning damage right oh, now because okay. he's frozen so you're bruising him it, I mean it's it's a dagger I understand what you're doing um, but he is frozen so you're just like bruising him right now oh okay well okay, no cool. worries then cool sorry how much damage did you say you did four four perfect all set humility's done who's gonna go next mm, I can go um, so I'm going to uh, well, I'm gonna shoot at him with my gun where'd you get a gun I had a gun flintlock okay <laughs> Dope. You have this pistol. Remember, he was going to go practice with his gun, yeah. the shooting oh, range. Oh, shit. I'm an idiot. Please remove that from the podcast. I'm going to keep it. Sorry. Where did this gun come from? Conjured magic weapons. I wish. That I would be cool. Like that, but it's going to be so hard. Somebody write that down. Write yeah. that shit down. Yeah. Finally, an idea that I come up with. Conjure weapon. We'll figure out stuff with that. All right. Who's... Oh, you're going. Brom, yep. shoot your gun. Yep, I rolled a 10 to hit him. Uh, plus. yeah. You hit him. Well, plus 3, so 13. Yes, you hit him. Yes, perfect. Would you consider this attack... Would you what? consider this attack uh, taking away from his frozen status yes. or no? Yeah. Yes. I would, yes. It's a physical attack, so I would assume so. Okay, cool. Um, that's what I was just about to suggest, that maybe we should uh, chill with... Um, <laughs> chill with uh, magical attacks like aether and junk well no not aether because he that's why I decided to go with the gun um yeah question would he still be immune to that because he was frozen in it or would ethereal phase end so he's frozen but he still phases through aether so like he's not phasing through anything physical but aether passes right through him so it just it's just like when you cast tornado and even though you leave the tornado the t- tornado still goes or twister mm-hmm. i mean 
Um, the form is done and complete, and now it just lasts until either he ends it or it runs itself out. Mm-hmm. So I would say he still is affected by the phase aether, if that makes sense. Does that rule? Does that does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, I yeah. like it. I understand it. Yeah, I, I know it's not ideal. You guys want to cast your forms, but you're not going to hit him anyway with any magic. So yeah, I'm into it. Um, All right, so how much damage are you doing? I just did twenty six damage. Oh, guys, I rolled a second. I got a mathis. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. I get it. I got to do the mathis for the mathis. <laughs> for the mathis. The mathis for the mathis. He's bloodied. Sweet. Um, Sylvie, you're next. Um. Okay. Uh, I'll draw out my crossbow and try to shoot. What did I? What did I just say? Well, how else am I supposed to hit him if he can't do Etheria and the only? Ice form um, I know, but would that would that affect him? Because <laughs> he's yes, already would, frozen. Yeah, why wouldn't it? It could it could actually cause him to stay frozen longer. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'll do that then. Never mind. Screw <laughs> the crossbow thing. Um, I'll do ray with ice infused okay. if I can hit. Roll your attack and add advantage. So is advantage plus one? Plus three. Plus three. Plus three. Cool. Okay. Fourteen. Is that already including your advantage? Yeah, because I rolled a six. Bummer. Bummer. You miss. How? What? (laughs) Fuck. How? How? What? What is it? Is it 15 or is it 14? That fucking sucks. It's 15. Oh, no. Bummer, buddy. Sorry. Damn it. All right. So your ray just like flies right on by him. Doesn't do anything. That's why Paul was so bitter about Brown not having to roll to attack with that meteor. <laughs> that is exactly why, yes. That makes sense. Man, I'm so pumped that I got to do one thing and it was phase. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, well, it's okay. I'm not doing any damage to you, so. The round is over. And he and uh, now the corpse is going to scurry up the stairs and it's it goes clumsily. It's not great. Um, it's actually like awkward to watch. Yeah, like, maybe you should help it, but then you remember that it's actually, like, a corpse, and it's not. It's, like, a creepy corpse. It's, like, mummified and old. Got us some now, hanging on it. Yeah, question. and the raven's chilling on its shoulder. I was gonna say... in the bowl of its skull. Oh. Anyway, what were you gonna ask? <laughs> um, so the raven is, like, piloting this thing, yes? Yes. Why is it attacking us? It's not it's attacking not... you. Oh. It's here okay. to kill Mathis. It... Good. So yeah, it awkwardly scurries up these stairs. It slams into Mathis, and it has advantage on the slam. I think it gets a plus four, shit. I rolled two ones. Cool, and it does hit him. What the fuck? Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) I just rolled three sixes. I'm so mad. Yes! Wait, 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 wait. dies and it's over. So that's going to be 18, 20, 25, 27 damage. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Oh Bye, Mathis. Good job, So Half long, course. sucker. Man, he is hurting bad. Um, That's going to go down to eight rounds left. And that's the end of the corpse's turn. And Mathis now looking very nervous, only in the form of his eyes. Because he can't move and he's still eating this ice. It's the end of his turn. Who's next? I hope you get brain freeze, you <laughs> asshole. 
Sylvia, do you want to go again and try and hit him with the ice? Okay, so I'll do Ray again and infuse it with ice. I got 17. Do you hit? You hit him. Good job. Oh, it's, a, God damn it. it's about time, dude. God damn it. <laughs> I it's just the sixes, man. I don't know. All it's right. good. Roll. <laughs> Actually, I, I wouldn't like, have hit. I thought I was making hard monsters, and now here we are. <laughs> this monster is so Actually, fucking hard. Well, the only reason I'm hitting is because plus that advantage, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to use another Aether Point to up it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not that much. Uh, that's six damage. That's it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I rolled shitty on there. Bummer. Um, roll your um, rank D6. What, what do you mean by rank D6? Um, oh, to, to hit him? Or to no. add more ice? Yep. Okay. Uh, just another round. That's it. Wow, just one? Yeah, I guess I can't... I guess I can roll the hit, but I can't roll for fucking damage. Alright. Cool. I mean, he's probably not going to survive this long, but... Alright. No, he's definitely not. Bromley or Humility, who's next? I'd like to hit him with Death Ray, and I'd like to put my hand like on the wound that I created with my dagger. The bruise. And then ray directly into his body. Into yes. his bruise. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fucked up. Through the ice. Into the bruise. You're telling me my ice or my dagger didn't penetrate his ice body? Um, so you're chipping away at the ice with each attack and you're just like dealing damage. That's why. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you do you do deal this damage and he doesn't get resistance against it, but it's like his. He's got this frozen layer that you're not quite able to penetrate. Mm, okay. Still not a good time to use the word penetrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Come here. You gonna roll that attack, Brit? I did, but I rolled an eleven. An eleven. Uh, well, right. and then fourteen with the advantage, so yeah, it's still that not enough. Do it, Brom. You gonna go? Oh yeah, I'm gonna shoot him. Shoot Sweet. Him. Roll shoot. that attack. Seventeen to hit. You hit. You guys want me to like send you pictures of these? No, it's okay. I rolled three sixes. sixes. I rolled three sixes. We believe you. I believe you. Seventeen damage. <laughs> and Matthews explodes. <laughs> oh boy, he's hurting so bad. He's hurting so bad. You like actually are now beginning to break through the ice, and you've hit him with a solid bullet into the uh, into the neck, actually. And he's bleeding into oh the ice, God. and the ice is beginning to turn red. It's it's looking bad for Mathis. Um, and then it's Mathis's turn. And he can't, he doesn't have athletics or survival or anything. I thought that's what that was. Um, And he's frozen, so I can't just cast phase ice because that's just not fair to you guys. And he's just contemplating all of his options and he just doesn't have any, so he doesn't do anything. And then the, the corpse goes next and it goes for the attack and it rolls another goddamn six. So it hits. I'm dying. And then does more than one damage, which is enough to kill Mathis. And then, <laughs> yes. So I the, thought this was going to take us a really long time. This is a 115 HP, guys. Like, this is a hard monster. <laughs> yeah, that's. Damn. Unexpected turn of events, Jesus. You guys just got fucking 3,000 experience for yes. the most 
easiest <laughs> you've ever experienced. Yes, each. <laughs> now I gotta go him. kill those orcs in his office so I can get my experience back. Oh, man. And then Mathis turns to dust. Oh, shit. And I Mathis loses 3,000 experience. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Motherfucker has a phylactery. Of course he does. Why wouldn't he? Yeah, why don't we think of that? I don't know. Because we're idiots. Most of the enemies we fight don't have phylacteries. Couldn't have phylacteries. The the half corpse is like in the pile of frozen ash that is, or was Mathis until he resurrected himself in his phylactery. Um... And it looks up at you and says, it's not over. We must get him. And it detaches itself. The raven detaches itself from the corpse um, and tries to fly down the chute and it disappears. It doesn't try. It does successfully fly down the chute. I mean, we're not going to be as fast as it. It's probably going to go try and find its phylactery. Yeah, I mean, she's doesn't need us i'm assuming that his phylactery is probably at the uh grand cathedral well you guys are in the grand cathedral okay i mean like in the like not where we're standing no like in the vault well so we have two options right now go back down the chute take the boat back around which personally i like or we go through the doorway towards where we know there are at least one to two scary orcs and they most likely have an endurance and athletics maybe survival so freeze locking them might not be an option well her theorem crystal's broken now so she wouldn't even be able to do that but you have ice yeah he's like the first person I've ever been able to add freeze on to <laughs> right that's because he didn't have survival right so yeah. if you had done your thing first yours would have worked but uh, I leave it up to you guys. That went real well. So, but if Dark Souls has taught me anything, that's when you lose all your souls. Is when you get cocky. Shit goes well. Well, we need we need to find a way to get his phylactery as well. Well, yeah. So if we went through the inside and went by the orcs, then we'd be closer to the vault, and we could potentially get down there before he has a chance to escape. But we'd have to fight him again. I have an idea, but it's not that great of an idea as well. Alright, what is it? <laughs> I could trans- transform into a creature and try to go get it before he's resurrected. What kind of creature? How would you get through the doors? Like, if he would like allow me to change into a mouse? Sure. That's a, and then that change a tiny into, creature, but you could do it. Like a bird to swoop in steal his phylactery and break it it's really risky though it's really risky so i'm gonna be real with you guys it usually takes six seconds to resurrect one of you guys Mm -hmm. and you've been standing here discussing this for about a minute now okay so he's already resurrected yeah so if we were gonna have any chance of catching him we'd have to go through the orcs right now which i don't think is gonna work out I don't know. I'm scared of those orcs. Well, logically, where would where would Mathis go? Would he go to his office? He wouldn't come here, obviously. Well, no, he probably this has is, like a bug out bag. Yeah, this yeah. is connected to his office, so I don't know if he'd even go there. 
he probably has some sort of off-site place that he would go to. We went to find Red on Mathis's suggestion and assumed that Mathis wanted Red dead. But then we found him and the Raven wanted Red dead and also Mathis. So it's, I think that they were actually friends and Mathis didn't lie about that at all. He but just, he still did lie about a lot of other stuff. Well, we didn't ask him if he was desecrating corpses. Why would we have thought to ask That's that? That's exactly my point. So he didn't ever lie about it. If he sent us after Red because they were friends, none of that was a lie. Still a douche. <laughs> Congratulations, Brom. You solved my Red puzzle. <laughs> but I think that could give us a clue on where we could try and find Mathis next. What could give us a clue? The fact that he was actually working with Red. So we know Red went to the Sanctum, the Savory Sanctum. Red had deliveries that he made. Red knew people over there. So maybe Mathis knew those same people. Has anybody listened to the last episode that we released on Thursday? I was going to say... Okay. Didn't we go back there already? Yeah, and it was emptied. You're right. But Mathis might not know that. And he might head back, or he might head up there. I mean, yeah. Maybe. Right now, though, do we want to go mess with the orcs, or do we want to go around? Let's go around. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't think we have time to mess with those guys right now. We can come back. Okay. I vote we do that, then. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, the robe is still tied to the doorknob. Sweet. So you're able to slide right down. Um, Sylvia, I, I imagine you hop back into your bird form. Your bird form. Mm-hmm. And fly right down there. The burb form. The burb <laughs> form. And then humility, are you just going to acrobat your way down there? Yep. Okay. Humility, you need to roll a acrobatics check. Eight. Eight. Cool. Yeah, you, uh, you just hop right in that chute and slide right down. And on your, uh, like, after five solid minutes of sliding <laughs> um you see the edge and by you see the edge i mean you can see inky blackness where there's no longer uh like a shoot left and you prepare to roll and you roll and avoid um the pile of bones that would have pierced your flesh if you had not rolled out of it brom it can takes i yell you- up the shoot Sure. Uh, hey, look out. There's a bunch of bones down here. They're quite pokey. <laughs> and that echoes through the very dark cave because now it's nighttime. Uh, Brom, do you have endurance? I do. Would you like to roll an endurance check to see if you could just land that? Or do you want to spend 15 minutes climbing down? No, I'll roll for sure. Three. Three. <laughs> yep. All right. Are you just going to slide down? Oh, yeah. Okay, you slide down and you, it doesn't do it. That three does, I mean, that three will avoid some falling damage for sure. Sweet. You only take um, seven falling damage now. Nice, that's not bad. Piercing because of the pile of bones. All right, cool, you guys are back here. It's dark, Brom, you can see, you know where the boat is. Um, But Humility and Sylvie, you guys cannot see right now. Well i've been in here so i'm not too scared so if you guys want i can just lead you to the boat cool you guys make your way back to the boat with brom leading you and then brom um 
sailing or you know rowing the boat again you guys make it back to um what was his name decker yeah yeah you make it back to decker um and how long did you say you were gonna be gone uh three hours i think cool or back an hour and i gave him an 30 hour. gold okay and it was 10 gold for every hour but like i tipped him like real well okay gotcha gotcha yeah. cool um so you get back and you tie the boat up and uh decker's just busy polishing guns and stuff he says hey you're back yeah told you i would be thanks for the 30 gold you're welcome gonna see you tomorrow um maybe maybe great look forward to seeing you brahm yep watch that step and he points at the step out of the bunkers he's weird that's fine it's dark yeah it is he does have some torches up lit around so that he can okay um light the way for any i guess himself he's he's a dwarf though isn't he yeah yeah so he just has torches up for shits because he gets he gets tired of straining his eyes with his dark vision so nice well it seems like he's very ready for late night target practice so maybe he has a demographic for that i don't know maybe who knows (laughs) anyway so yeah you guys are good to leave you've 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 tipped him enough he's not going to charge you more cool just because you're like 45 minutes past an hour tipped with 30 gold so he's good so do we want to head towards the vault what are we thinking um i don't know i think we should go to the vault first see if the raven intercepted him because the raven's bound to have distracted him a little bit yeah if she found him so you guys are going to the church yep Mm -hmm. sweet you uh make your way to the church it's about a 15 minute walk um and everything is lit by um these oil lanterns that they put up around the street um they still use that oil to light these like flame lanterns just because paying mages and finding the meteoric ore necessary to light an entire city with the light form is a bit insane um especially with how rare meteoric ore is or how difficult meteoric ore is to get so they uh they just use oil lanterns because that's easier that makes sense um, so you guys make your way through the city and you get to the um the grand cathedral um which is you know continually guarded by the protectors of the order the half orcs and you have orcs and stuff and then uh dukes inside as well because i guess he never sleeps <laughs> it's not too late though um but the protectors actually block your way are we huh? not allowed in did you ask that in character? Yes. Okay. The half orcs say nothing because they're mute. Can we just? I don't understand what's happening. I need to talk to Duke. Um, the half orc points up at the one of the towers in the Grand Cathedral, and it's actually a giant clock tower. Um, you look at the time, and it's it's pretty late, so more than likely the church is now closed to anybody who is not a cleric. That makes sense. Well, good thing Brahm's a cleric. Yeah. Which I state oh okay once you state that the half works um let you in and they're with me they squint (laughs) but especially at humility they especially (laughs) squint at humility but they let you guys in i wave enthusiastically at them (laughs) you throw up that peace sign um as you guys walk in duke says Oh my gosh. Shut it, Duke. Walk past him. 
I think Duke is in love with Brom. He might be. <laughs> Dude, I hate it. Canada's he was all in it. I'm he making looks- the executive decision right now. Duke is in love with Brom. <laughs> plot, plot point. Oh plot point. my god. Do you say any of this in character or no? No. <laughs> um, I say out loud. I think that Duke is in love with Brom, and I don't care if Duke hears me or not. Okay. Um. <laughs> Do any of you look at Duke as you pass? No. Yes. Okay. He looks bright red, either from rage or embarrassment. It's hard to tell. I'm going to go with both. Dude, roll to see if you can tell. You can roll an insight check if you wanted to find out. Yeah, I do. Three. Three. You You have no idea. I didn't think so. Okay. Um, you guys walk by all just like so irritated with Duke. Duke is so mad that he just you see him fuming. He's like biting his lower lip and then finally as you guys turn the corner to leave the vault he yells something at you but unless you roll a perception check you won't hear it as what he said. Oh heck yeah I'll roll that. Yeah, same. I got a 10 on that. Okay. Um, I got a 6. Okay. You guys all hear him, and he shouts across the hallway, Well, if you're looking for Mathis, he left. Oh, shit. Turn back around. Everybody, about face. Go. Yep, turn, leave. I'm gonna, on our way past, again, ask him if Mathis mentioned where he was headed. With the nicest smile on my face. (laughs) Oh, now you need help. Well, come Duke, on, we always need help. You just never give it to yeah. us, buddy. That's the that's the point that I've been making. You know, I bet make. if you were nicer to us, Brom would go on a date with you. <laughs> <laughs> you almost had the ability to roll a charm set, charm check with advantage, but then you added that bit at the end. Oh shit! <laughs> um, you could roll a charm check anyway if you like, and see if maybe. Um, he accepts your apology of sorts. I got reason. an eleven. I got a ten. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's he uh, loosens up a little bit, uncrosses his arms, and he says, "Okay, I'll try to be a little bit nicer." Mathis had a bag with him and told me that he'd be leaving on sabbatical to grovel him to see about the dwarves progress in mining meteoric ore said a high one of the higher cardinals asked him to do this so in the middle of the night it's okay don't it's gonna be fun um, i'm not i'm not asking duke okay. like annoyed i'm just yeah. saying like that doesn't make any sense we know he's lying right okay duke's not duke's not lying no no no, no not duke lying. mathis all right um so I'm going to very sincerely thank Duke and attempt to shake his hand. <laughs> um, in place of shaking his hand, he hands you uh, a letter instead. Hmm. Oh. It says, Mathis left this for you. What? Oh. I cannot hide the shock or fear that my face probably shows. So. I'm going to tear that bitch it? open. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay, you, you tear that bitch open <laughs> and open it up. And in very clearly rushed handwriting, it reads 
Brom, it disappoints me that you failed me in my job offer of finding Red. Encountering the false goddess Morgan tells me you probably failed in saving his life. Red was a good friend to both me and Janice. It's it's a disappointment to learn of his death. I'm leaving now. You will not receive payment. You can keep what you had for at least giving me the warning that it was no longer safe within the Grand Cathedral. Good what? luck in your futures, Brom. What, what future you have left? Cardinal Mathis. What does he mean, the heads up? The warning, what does he mean? Because he had the phylactery and we were able to, or he was able to escape because we, in killing him, essentially warned him that the, the goddess mm. was here. Boo. All right. Yep. Um, so we should probably follow him? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys leave? Yeah. I, again, though, thank Duke sincerely. This time he offers his hand to Perfect. shake I will shake it. And Duke says... He kisses it instead. He kisses it. <laughs> Cannon. Duke is uncomfortable with his hand being kissed. <laughs> by Brom. No, I was saying... No, never mind. Oh. <laughs> Brom, your, kiss, your, your hand is not kissed by Duke. Okay. Um, but Duke does say, I'll try to be nicer to you guys next time. It's just all the other adventurers that come by are always so rude and you are, you guys just more of the same but you're right i'll try to be nicer well we appreciate that duke we're not the same Aww. we're better than them i hope you find cardinal mathis and thanks buddy yeah if hey you question if he comes back here will you uh get that message to us please um sure it i mean a, a trip to groovelim is only a couple days but you know spending time there to ensure that the Meteor Gore is being mined and processed safely, um, you know, without interference from the Fallen. I uh, feel like it might be a little while until he returns. Right, but like just in case. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll call you up. We'll send you a raven. So, do you guys all leave to your respective homes? Because uh, Brom, yours is the dorm upstairs, obviously, or right. obviously there's. Humility and Hebrus' apartment, and then Sylvie, wherever the heck you stay. We go to my home. Where, um, so in relation to this place, Gervalim, um, in relation to that, whose place would be closer? Gervalim is a, like a, probably a three-day walk, maybe, well, no, probably a four-day walk, two-day ride, um, from Grand Cathedral. It's just to the south. Actually, sorry, I gotta pull up the map to tell you for sure how far away it is because i think it's actually oh no it's about the same distance okay it's about a week's walk or probably a three-day ride from grand cathedral jesus um Um, actually so we should all stay here and then in the morning we can get up and i'll try and convince the stables to give us some horses tell them that mathis left last night and needs us to follow him like catch up and help him with stuff 
I'm into that plan. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay, cool. So you guys all um, snuggle up into Rom's dorm again. Yep. Duke is a little bit surprised to see you all return. But when you explain that you're just going to bed in your dorm, he's like, oh, that makes sense. Cool. And waves you waves you goodbye. Like another, you know those awkward second goodbyes? He, yeah. He does yeah. Like, all right, um, see like, like you said goodbye and then you're minutes. walking the same direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, you took the words out of my fucking mouth. What the hell? Get out of my head. Exactly. <laughs> That was actually exactly what I was going for when I was describing You know this, when this happens, that's oh, how awkward we know. <laughs> Okay, um, you guys go back to Brom's dorm after that awkward goodbye. And I'll settle in to go to sleep. Because, you know, it's like 10 or like 10.30 at this point. Cool. Um, and then Sylvie. Who had the dream last time? Me, yeah, Sylvie. Sylvie, you keep having these dreams. It's great, isn't it? I think it's because of... I think I know why. Okay. Um, Sylvie, you have another dream where this raven is waiting for you in this, again, really weird, like, gray, misty area where all of that exists is you, the raven, and this gray mist that surrounds you. And the raven says to you, you just let him go. You let him go to your mother? Hmm? Uh I'm not letting him go. And you wake up in a cold sweat and a start again. And you look out the window and you see this really weird, like, shooting star. This blue shooting star with these like almost like a comet and almost has like these these blue fringes behind it and it's flying south and in the distance you see um as the sun begins to rise and light the mountain tops um these mountain peaks past the marshes of um of drake Ma lake and the giant tower that marks the stronghold of the dwarves and the uh, the the city that begins to light up beneath that tower that is Groverlim. And this strange shooting star is moving toward it. And as you look at it more closely, you realize it's not a star. It's not some weird celestial body. It's the raven, Morgan, the goddess of death. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to the last episode of this arc. We hope you really enjoyed this arc, and if you did, uh, shout out to us and let us know. We didn't have any new names the rest of this arc, but if you're wanting to be a character in the next arc, tweet about us using hashtag TheForgeCast or follow us on Facebook or Podbean. Also, a thank you to Darren Curtis. He's the guy who produces all the music we use in the show. He produces lots of music for commercial and non-commercial projects to use for free. So if you want to check him out, go to darrencurtismusic.com. Just a reminder, the Alpha Guide is available if you go to bit.ly front slash forgealpha. 
If you have any questions or comments about the show, email us at guildofmisfits at gmail.com or contact us through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or Podbean. Our next episode is going to be a rules episode, as we usually do mid-arc, so uh, look out for that on July 12th. We're going to be discussing the uh, Frozen status effect um, and then a couple other fun rules, and then we're also going to be doing um, Monster Showcase, since we don't have any new characters to introduce. So look forward to that. Again, that's on July 12th. And then on July 19th, tune in for the start of Arc 3. We're all really excited to get back to our first characters, Nariel, Thurgo, and Rayla. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you next time.